Good afternoon, <laughs> hello and welcome to New Day, New Book. Now, I am going to read one of my children's favourite books. My daughter loves this book. She has loved it for many years and um, still absolutely adores it. So I'm going to read The Twits by Roald Dahl. So there's going to, it's not so much a case of reading a chapter a day. It's going because they're very, very short chapters. So it's going to be a case of just reading until I finish. Okay. Or not until I finish, but reading until, um, you know, I think enough's enough for the day. <laughs> so, hairy faces. What a lot of hairy faced men there are around nowadays. When a man grows hair all over his face, it is impossible to tell what he really looks like. Perhaps that's why he does it. He'd rather you didn't know. <clears throat> but then there's the problem of washing. When the very hairy ones wash their faces, it must be as big a job as when you and I wash the hair on our heads. So what I want to know is this. How often do all these hairy-faced men wash their faces? Is it only once a week like us on Sunday nights? And do they shampoo it? Ooh, do they use a hairdryer? Do they rub hair tonic in it to stop their faces from going bald? Do they go to a barber to have their hairy faces cut and trimmed? Or do they do it themselves in front of the bathroom mirror with nail scissors? I don't know. But next time you see a man with a hairy face, which will probably be as soon as you step out onto the street, maybe you will look at him more closely and start wondering about some of these things. And just to let you know, I asked a doctor who has a beard and he says he uses beard shampoo. There you go. And they don't. he doesn't use a hairdryer, but he does use something called beard shampoo. Mr Twit. Mr Twit was one of those very hairy-faced men. The whole of his face, except for his forehead, his eyes and his nose was covered with thick hair. The stuff even sprouted in revolting tufts out of his nostrils and ear holes. <clears throat> Mr Twit felt that this hairiness made him look terrifically wise and grand. But in truth, he was neither of these things. Mr Twit was a twit. He was born a twit and now at the age of 60, he was a bigger twit than ever. The hair on Mr Twit's face didn't grow smooth and matted as it did on most hairy-faced men. It stuck out in spikes 
that stuck out straight like the bristles of a nail brush. And how often did Mr Twit wash this bristly, nail-brushy face of his? The answer is never. Not even on Sundays. He hadn't washed it for years. Dirty beards. As you know, an ordinary unhairy face like yours or mine simply gets a bit smudgy if it's not washed often enough. And there's nothing so awful about that. But a hairy face is a very different matter. Things cling to hairs. Oh, especially food. Things like gravy go right in amongst the hairs and stay there. You and I can wipe our smooth faces with a flannel and we quickly look more or less all right again. But the hairy man, he can't do that. We can also, if we are careful, eat our meals without spreading food all over our faces. But not so the hairy man. Watch carefully next time you see a hairy man eating his lunch and you will notice that even if he opens his mouth very, very wide, it is impossible for him to get a spoonful of beef stew or ice cream and chocolate sauce into it without leaving some of it on the hairs. Mr Twit didn't even bother to open his mouth wide when he ate. As a result, well, and because he never washed, oh, there were always hundreds of bits of old breakfasts and lunches and suppers sticking to the hairs around his face. They weren't big bits, mind you, because he used to wipe those off with the back of his hand or on his sleeve while he was eating. But if you looked closely, not that you'd want to, you would see tiny little specks of dried up scrambled egg stuck to the hairs and spinach and tomato ketchup and, oh, fish fingers and minced chicken livers and all the other disgusting things Mr Twit liked to eat. Tin sardine, cornflakes, Stilton cheese, oh gosh. If you looked closer still, oh my goodness, hold your noses, ladies and gentlemen. If you peered deep into the moustachy bristles sticking out over his upper lip, you would probably see much larger objects that had escaped the wipe of his hand. Things that had been there for months and months. The maggoty green cheese or the mouldy cornflake. Oh, or even the slimy tail of a tin sardine. Because of all this, Mr Twit 
never really went hungry. By sticking out his tongue and curling it sideways to explore the hairy jungle around his mouth, he was always able to find a tasty morsel here and there to nibble on. What I am trying to tell you is that Mr Twit was a foul and smelly old man. He was also an extremely horrid old man, as you will find out in a moment. And tomorrow we will find out about Mrs Twit and see if she is any better than her husband. I can't wait to find out what Mrs Twit was like, or is like, sorry. What do you think? Do you think she's going to be any better? Ooh-hoo-hoo! Well, come back tomorrow and find out. <laughs> and make sure that until tomorrow, you take care and stay safe. Okay? Bye for now.